0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cybersecurity Happy Hour podcast. I am your host Christy, and this is episode twenty-five. And the topic of this episode is Robin Hood data breach cyber attack. Now, why am I discussing this? Really, this is this breach really happened on the third. But what really drew my interest to to this is. The lockdown happened 2020. Some people were laid off and there was a lot of panic. In the US and other, even the UK, there were schemes implemented by these governments and to help businesses as well as to help those who became unemployed. So, for the first time, those on lower-end wages were able to get unemployment that exceeded their income so some had this excess money and they decided to what i won't say they would invest to use it to trade to get more because of course there was still uncertainty uh at that time now one of the platforms used for trading is the robin hood trading app so what is the robin trading app it's a u.s trading platform um, and it's based. they're based in a California American uh, company and they're based in California. Because there was a trading app, it made it easier for people just to trade from the phone. I'm not talking about investments here. I'm just talking about trading. And these new traders experienced uh, huge returns. And of course, because they re- experienced huge returns, there was a lot of noise about it on social media and of course people boasting or revealing their the returns on their trading so this also attracted more people who were looking to get more for their money quickly made them to go to Robinhood. okay let me go into what happened so from what the reports say so on again i said the third of november in 2021 A person that wasn't unauthorized so if you look at my previous podcast I've explained to you what unauthorized person is they managed to get access unauthorized access to a number of personal information so you see these Robin Hood traders someone breached the security frontier and gathered information about their customers so how did this um, Breach take place. I remember unauthorized person I've mentioned er- earlier on, what they did was they used social engineering and they impersonated a customer service rep and, te- a rep and they used social engineering to gain access to their customer support systems. Once threat actor bypassed the security controls, they were able to what? Have access to client information, which I mean the customer information, also to their support systems, and this included things like personal information, which included names, email addresses, uh, for some of the customers, including their date of birth and their postcode, or in America, they call it zip code, so in the UK, we call it postcode. How did this social engineering happen? Quite interesting. So this unauthorized person, so they social engineered a customer support employee by telephone. When one of the easiest ways of penetrating the system is hacking the person. I mean so they managed to convince or this customer service person that they were actually they were reliable and were part of the organization. Results of this is that they gain access to uh the customer support systems that is where they were able to harvest or the customer or client information. That's how it was done. Now, some of you might be wondering what exactly is a data breach. I just explained that what really happens here is with a data breach is that confidential information such as, you know, customers name, email, telephone number, public credit card details, all those personal data sensitive information that's supposed to be protected from those who do not need to know were accessed. So access these files without authorization. One of the ways that this can happen is sometimes through technology or, or poor user behavior. In this instance, they went to a person. So there was probably a lack of security awareness from that person. I'm saying probably I do not fully know so this is how or a few of the ways this can occur now robert hood has has come back and mentioned and given assurance that they have investigated the breach and this attack has now been contained and what they believed from there the results of the investigation or their findings that there were no security social security numbers were harvested and also bank accounts uh, account bank account details were not harvested as, as well so that's what they're putting out there so as a result at that time they said they did not claim financial there was no financial loss however there are some effects of course which i want to talk about in a minute what's the effect when there's a data breach what is the reputational effect on that organization there are going to be some effects as well so once again the organization any organization that suffers a data breach they can have a reputational damage so of course the clients will feel may feel that they're not keeping their data safe and if they feel they're not keeping their data safe some of them will walk will exit and just leave just leave the, leave that leave stop using the app and request for the details to be removed it can also have consequences on possibly other third parties in suppliers, because again, that trust doesn't just affect just the customers. They have other contracts with other organizations that uh, p- supports them with the services, um, they store data on their systems and they might think mm, there's something wrong here. No, no, let, let's look at any you know, alternatives or let let's and some will stay. Of course, other effects is Financial based on some of the reports when this breach was announced the share prices of Robin Hood dropped slightly. So again if the share prices are dropped slightly this can be disadvantage to those who own Robin Hood stocks. And can be an opportunity for others because if this stock has plummeted slightly it's a chance for people to purchase those stocks at a a lower uh, price so it it works both ways however that probably that assurance may may have been gone they can regain this but you know these are some of the effects unfortunately from a data breach about the customers again so let's look at how can they affect the individuals now if these details are harvested again i read just again so the, the social security number which is permanent you you're given that on you have that until you to die that can't be changed things like your bank account those details your credit card details then it can unfortunately can be used for criminal activities so that will affect that person it becomes an inconvenience uh, so they have to kind of it could ruin their credit history and if they let's say they were about to apply for, let's say, a mortgage or a loan or any sort of credit, it's going to have an impact. So because they have to kind of report it and then find a way to to mitigate it, well, not to mitigate it, to mitigate against it for for, for, for happen in the future. But immediate effect is that. Then that mortgage application cannot go forward or that credit application can't go forward. Or even if it does, you will you be charged at higher interest until you can prove that you were not. Uh, part of that fraud what I mean is that you did not take part you, you didn't plan it so it can be proven at a later date but it's just an inconvenience a temporary inc- uh, inconvenience once again for the company is that once the organization has been associated with when they saw data breach uh, when someone mentions that company yes we when you know what the services are but you the back of your mind you also remember the data breach for example at like equifax when you mention equifax people always some people always remember the data breach as well so unfortunately that reputation damage kind of follows that organization throughout their history okay so what are the preventative me- uh, methods in place what how could they let's say possibly prevent this from occurring in future so the, again they've investigated the systems and they uh, you know the findings said nothing was taken however they still have to go back to the existing controls so one of the things they can do number one they need to kind of um identify again how that sensitive information is stored so data in storage how that data is stored how that data is transmitted from source to destination or how that data is processed so if this data was stored and it was not encrypted it was it was harvested and encrypted of course using a strong encryption key um then the possibly will not break it, um, and then they could probably walk away. But if it's in plain text, then obviously that information is there for them for the cyber criminal or, or this whoever uh the malicious person or entity to to use quite easily. So number two, I mentioned about data in storage. Now, where is this data stored? So you need to identify, um, and then of course look at the security where's that data stored is it on site okay do you is it on a server somewhere in the data center is it on a virtual machine are there many instances of that data okay Um, the security of the applications the strains who have access to the folders the file what permissions do they have on these folders, i.e. and the permissions looking at who can read that data, who can write to that data, who can execute. Those are those kind of permissions need to be examined. Number three, so this Robin Hood attack, again it was a social engineering attack, they need to look at what what about our users, what user, what employees have access to this data. Are they privileged users? Are they standard users? Are they temporary staff or contractors? And we need to again look at the access look at your access control um then you have to look at okay then what about your if you're going to be transmitting data current tls certificates are you using how is your apis are your apis secure so again there's a lot of gonna be a lot of investigation and controls need to be put in place or strengthened. I would say and then fourthly number four so do a a robust risk assessment. So you analyze these assets. Then, of course, do a risk. You must go do a risk assessment. Look back on your previous risk assessments and go through the findings. But however, you must do a, a thorough risk analysis, and then look at the risk internally, externally as well. That could reduce uh, the data, the the data breach, uh, or really eliminate. Well, reduce it. This is done by again you have to categorize the risk so you've done your risk assessment now what are your findings is it high medium or low then you need to what use the four options which is what reduce the risk transfer the risk avoid okay so and I'll leave that last one for you to find out what that is now other preventative measure uh, measures are encryption make sure the organization is using strong encryption, especially for data that is sensitive. Train staff. So that's that stuff that, staff, that uh, unfortunately social engineer probably need, definitely needs training. Security awareness training to prevent this from okay, not just themselves. Again, probably the whole team will need to be trained again. Um, patch patching of course i would advise patching updating software especially critical software as soon as we release be released by the vendor now what about the credentials enforce strong credentials multi-factor authentication should be implemented if there isn't none uh, at the present time if that system doesn't allow it have some sort of defense in depth in place as i said educate educate the staff again. That until organizations kind of take this seriously, and they do, but you see, this is something that's ongoing. So they need to really always keep an eye on this because the threat landscape can change. Now, this is all I have for you today, this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you once again for listening. If you have any comments or any questions, please contact me. All the information is within our show notes. Thank you once again for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye.